Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash nuclear revenge video. While toxicity and going nuclear make for some great revenge stories, the opposite of toxicity, hitting the like and subscribe buttons down below, make for an even better YouTube video. Why don't you try it out? Also, I've set up a channel membership, just in case you want to show your support and help keep story time going for as long as possible. So if you love my videos or want to have your comments shown like this one by Phantasm, click the join button below this video. That said, our first nuclear revenge story of the day is by Lammy2175. What's his most prized possession? I will destroy it. This happened back in 1989. The story involves my stepdad, dad, biological dad, Donald Duck, and my sister, Sis. The person who exacted the revenge has passed now, so it should be safe to relate. I hope it meets the requirement for nuclear revenge. It is a revenge that would warrant prison time, I believe. I was living outside the country when this happened, so my sister relayed all of this information to me about a year after it happened. We recently got together again and went over the events again. My biological parents married when they were very young and Donald Duck was still in law school. The marriage lasted long enough to produce two children, they didn't waste time in those days, my sister who's 14 months my elder, and myself. They were divorced before I was born. Donald was a serial cheater, a pathological liar, and a total jerk. He still is, at least, a liar and a jerk. He's in his mid-70s now, so maybe not so much with the cheating. The fact that he's still working as a lawyer I think is indicative that he was never a good one, as he evidently doesn't have enough to retire. I've looked up reviews on him online, and it's funny to see that the most reviewers say that he's not only a terrible lawyer, but a horrible person. When Sis was 22, she was a single mother, and my nephew, her son, was around 3. Her company transferred her to another state. She discovered that Donald Duck lived in a town near her new work location, and thought that he might be able to help her get her bearings in a new place. For a short time when we were teenagers, he had some sporadic involvement in our lives after moving to a neighboring city. It was mostly him trying to impress us with how cool and rich he thought we should think he was. So, though it had been a few years since she'd seen them, it's not like they were complete strangers. In any case, Donald Duck agreed to let Sis move into his apartment with him, his girlfriend at the time, of course, many years his junior, and her nine-month-old child, not Donald's, until she was able to find her own place. He also offered to allow her to keep her belongings in his storage unit. Sis took him up on this offer. Never did Donald Duck make any reference to being paid for the use of the storage unit, or paying for utilities at the apartment. Sis stayed three months and did her best to get out as quickly as she could and as far as she could once she became more familiar with the area. Living with him was hard, did I mention he was a jerk? And her young son would find his pregnant lady porno mags around the apartment. This is obviously pre-internet. Mr. Duck's young girlfriend was able to help with babysitting, something Sis paid her for. So, Sis gets her own apartment, but all of her things, her son's toys, furniture, her furniture, household items, everything but her own bed was still in the storage unit. 
so she called him to figure out how she could get her things back, but he seemed to want to hang on to them for some reason. He said, you owe girlfriend money for babysitting and you can't get your things back until you pay her. She said, have you talked to her? I've paid her everything I owed her. He puts down the phone and talks to the girlfriend and she confirms that she's been paid. He then says, well, you owe a third of the utilities for the time you were here. She reminded him that he had never said anything about that. He gets a little heated and she's feeling desperate and angry and shouts an accusation of something he did to her when she was very young. A totally different story. He responds, have you ever told anyone that? She says, no. He says, if you ever do, I'll wring your freaking neck. And the conversation ends. She had given up and thought she would never see her things again. About 20 minutes later, she gets a call from an acquaintance who had actually gone on one or two dates with Donald before she met my sister. He tells Sis that Mr. Duck had just called her, asking if Sis had told her anything that he might have done to Sis, hinting at the accusation Sis had made. Sis had never told anyone, and the acquaintance told Donald as much. Sis later calls my stepdad, whom we've always considered to be our dad. He's the only father we knew growing up and he was in the picture since before we were old enough to remember. He married my mom when I was an infant and my sister a toddler. They were married 40 years until my mom's death. The guy absolutely had a lot of faults, passed on 2017, and we often felt better when he wasn't around, but he tried and it's not easy raising someone else's kids. And he was our dad as far as we were concerned. He actually legally adopted us. He had a lot of issues, but he absolutely hated to see someone be taken advantage of because they were in a weaker position. In other words, he hated a bully, and Donald Duck was being a bully. When I was in the first grade, I rode a school bus with middle and high school students. There were a couple of kids who would bully me. When he found out, he confronted the bully's dad, and it ended. Another time, I was in the third grade and driving somewhere with him in his pickup around town and he saw two young teenagers destroying a bicycle that he assumed they had stolen. He stopped and confronted them with his big framing hammer, a Vaughn 16 ounce, I have one like it in his honor. Years later, he broke my mom out of a mental institution by threatening the director, or some doctor I'm not sure, I was young, with that same hammer. Yes, we were a fun family. Anyway, when Sis calls him explaining that Donald Duck is holding all of her possessions hostage and she doesn't know what to do, he tells her that he knows several crips who would be happy to rough him up and wouldn't even want to be paid. They would do it for pleasure. Dad was very bothered that Donald was keeping his grandson's things from him and wanted to hurt Mr. Duck. Sis declines his offer. He then asks her, what's the thing that he values most in this world? She responds, his car. His car at that point was a Porsche he had purchased new just a few years before. It wasn't quite the absolute entry-level model, but pretty close. Of course, he had all kinds of arguments about why it was actually better than the more expensive ones. Obviously, it was red. Dad was trying to come up with a way not only to get revenge, but to scare Mr. Duck enough to force him to give Sis back her things. Sis said she was fine with whatever he wanted to do if it got back her belongings but wanted to make sure none of it could be traced back to her. Nothing happens until about a month later, and Donald Duck calls Sis out of the blue, as if nothing had ever happened, and asks, Hey, when would you like to come get your things? How about this Saturday? Evidently, he had some change of heart that is unexplained to this day. She said, Sure. 
She didn't trust him, so she didn't want to go alone. She was able to get a male friend to go with her. She gets a U-Haul and just picks up her stuff and gets out. That very evening, she tried several times to call dad to let him know that she got her things back and all was well. No need for any drastic measures. But it was too late. The wheels had been set in motion. He never answers the phone. Remember, this is pre-cell phone days, so when you're not at home, you don't answer. Sis calls mom, who was living separately from dad for a time, it's complicated, telling her that she can't reach dad. Mom says dad is sick and that's probably why he's not answering the phone. At 11.30pm, Sis gets a call from Donald's girlfriend who asks her, What are you doing? Sis replies, I'm at home in bed, why? She responds, Someone just blew up Donald's car. Sis's heart drops. She obviously knows who did it. The police ask Donald Duck who would want to do this to him, and he answers Sis's name. So she becomes suspect number one. Sis asks girlfriend if Donald is scared. Girlfriend says yes, they're spending the night in a hotel. Fortunately, the call from girlfriend to Sis just a few minutes after the explosion gave Sis her alibi. Sis lived over 30 minutes away and could not have answered her home phone if she'd been the one to ignite the bomb. The bomb did its job well. It turned the Porsche into an unrecognizable wreck, taking out the adjacent car. The Porsche was parked at the end of the carport, so there was only one car parked next to it, and destroyed many feet of the carport above both cars. I'm guessing the tank in the Porsche was near full. Just after Sis gets off the phone, she calls Mom, telling her that someone blew up Mr. Duck's car and she thinks it was Dad. While she's on the phone with Mom, another call comes in, call waiting, a fancy feature in the days of landlines. It's dad. He says mysteriously, there's a box outside your door. Bring it in. You never talk to me tonight. Sis is a little afraid to open the box, but it turns out just to be some of her son's items that he had left with his grandpa. Clothes and toys. Months later, at Christmas, Sis asked dad about it and he confessed. Turns out he was really sick physically when he pulled that stunt. Sis was touched that he would go to so much effort and risk jail time for her, all while being ill. She asked him if he was scared driving back. He said yes and that every headlight behind him, he took to be a cop until he reached the state line. Sis found out from girlfriend that the cop said the job was very amateur, certainly not the work of a professional. But hey, it did the job. Dad told Sis that he had asked a co-worker who was once a member of the aforementioned Crips about how to make a car bomb and she instructed him. He always did love blowing things up. When I was 13, we bonded over crumpling up the old colored sparklers into powder. I don't think they make the colored ones anymore, but they burned hotter. Funneling the powder into a spent CO2 cartridge, using another sparkler as a fuse and making bombs powerful enough to blow up those old metal milk cans that hold a few gallons. It was the 4th of July. Anyway, Sis says it was some sort of Molotov cocktail stuffed into the tailpipe, but I'm not sure how that would work. My idea of a Molotov cocktail is a 750 milliliter sized bottle, like a wine bottle or a fifth of booze, which would not fit into the tailpipe of a four-cylinder Porsche. I wouldn't think. I'm guessing the diameter is no more than two inches, not big enough to fit such a bottle. Maybe he used a smaller bottle or simply a smaller container of some kind not a bottle, filled with something very ignitable. I truly regret not discussing it with him personally, but we weren't close since I left home. 
If you didn't need him, he had a hard time having a relationship with you. Plus, I was married to a woman for many years who kept me from my parents and siblings, so I don't have better details. Thank God that 25-year marriage is over and my current wife loves my family. Sorry, but the story's true. One hilarious detail, Donald Duck continued to father offspring and date very young women. His current wife is my age exactly and he has a daughter many years younger than my youngest child. A couple of years ago, I had a conversation with one of these half-sisters, a marvelous person despite half her DNA. Her mother was never married to Donald and this sister is the age of my youngest daughter. I told her the story of the exploded Porsche. She found it very amusing because she says Donald loves to tell a story about how he was prosecuting some mob bosses and a couple of thugs came to his door trying to threaten him. Of course, being the big bad brave man he is, he didn't back down. And what was his reward? Those thugs blew up his car. I think it's hilarious that he tells this story to his children, but now they know the truth. He's the biggest BSer I've ever met. Also, due to Donald's allegation that it was my sister who blew up his car, what? Not mobsters, but a 22-year-old girl? The condo association or whatever tried to sue my sister for the damage to the carport. It came to naught. They were grasping at straws because there was no evidence, of course. But it did scare her and cause some anxiety. If somebody was withholding your items or somebody you care about dearly, Would you be willing to risk that you could stay anonymous blowing their vehicle up to get it back? Or is that just way too much? Let me know in the comments down below. And our final story of the day is by Word Nerd. Steal my meds? Enjoy divorce, jail, joblessness, and sleeping in your car. 16 years ago, I made a friend one day on the bus. Up until about a year ago, I considered this guy a member of my family. Let's call this guy Joel. So, I keep a crystal bowl on the mantel above my fireplace, full of my medical marijuana. I started noticing that after poker night, my bowl seemed a lot emptier than it should. So, I set up a camera to see which one of my guests was helping themselves when my back was turned. Next poker night, once everyone was gone, I pull up the video. There Joel was, plain as day, stuffing like $60 worth of my medication into his pocket. I sent him the video and told him he had to return my medication or pay for it, and I told him that if he chose to do neither, he should no longer consider me a friend. He denied it. Even with the video staring him in the face, he said he hadn't taken anything. He even had the nerve to act offended by the fact that I accused him. So I decided to ruin his life. Over the years, he had told me a lot of things he didn't want his wife to know. Affairs, shady stuff he did with their joint funds drug issues, terrible things he said about her, her mother and her sister. I went back through all of our messages and took screenshots of everything secret he had ever said to me. There were over 70 pictures. I sent her the screenshots. Here are some examples of the kind of stuff that were in the screenshots. He admitted to cheating on her with eight different women over the course of our friendship, taking money they were saving for a car and using it to buy drugs, specifically Xanax and Perks, the fact that he was continuing to do drugs after he promised he was clean and sober to her, some of the things he said about her and her family. She's a vile, disgusting woman, and the reason they never make love is that he can't stand the smell in between her folds. He also said he was pretty sure she was assaulting her niece. He said that all of her friends only pretend to like her so they can buy oxys off her. 
Also, as I'm editing this, I just remembered that he said he wanted to get one of his side chicks pregnant because he'd always resented his wife for being infertile. Her sister is in a scene harpy. Her sister abuses her kids. This is not true, but he said it. Her sister is faking her autoimmune disease for attention. Her mom is a fat, lazy cow who doesn't actually need to be in a wheelchair. She just likes not having to stand up or bathe herself, so she's malingering. There were more things, but that's what came to mind without me having to dig through the screenshots I sent. She filed for divorce and reported him to the police for the drugs he had in their house. While he was doing his eight months in jail for the pot that he stole from me, his boss filled his position and he lost his job. His now ex-wife won't let him in their house. Now he lives in a car and showers at truck stops. I found out about the aftermath in parts. Some came from his ex-wife. She told me about the divorce, kicking him out, and getting him arrested. Some came from a guy Joel and I used to both be friends with, who works at the place Joel used to work. He told me about the job loss, car living, and the truck stop thing. I'm still on good terms with his ex-wife. I even sent her some enchiladas the other day for Cinco de Mayo. I also sent the video to all of our mutual friends, so he lost 90% of his social circle. I cut that other 10% out of my own life, since they want to associate with known thieves. Birds of a feather. I don't think OP's friend realized how good they had it, having somebody like OP who was willing to just not rat them out, despite confiding a lot of stuff, like way too much. I'm willing to bet that OP was the one person their friend felt comfortable telling all this stuff to, and that one person they're going to go and steal from, and then deny it? What's hilarious is that if they just owned up to it, their life and friendship might still exist. Sounds like OP's friend has a lot of personal issues. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of both these stories, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.